Hey everybody, welcome to Pauhana. This is Neil. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> it's that time of the year again. It's our annual summer movie preview for 2019. I think it's our seventh annual. If you, um, if anybody's paid attention in the past seven years, originally our first podcasts were about fantasy baseball and the summer movie previews. Our first podcast ever was their summer movie previews. What we usually do is uh, go over like some of the mo- big summer movies that we see. So we started this, the first Avengers movie. That's 2012. So we are closing the loop. Avengers Endgame. And uh, now summer officially starts on April because Disney said so. Yeah. <laughs> we are starting off with Marvel's Avengers Endgame. Yes. The end of the Phase 4 of the MCU, the completion of the Avengers, the quadrilogy, I guess. If you haven't checked out our review of the movie, the spoiler, the spoiler cast, check that out. We won't talk about it that much on this, we're, because we are just doing previews. Essentially, what I'm going to give the qualifier of, uh, Endgame will be the highest grossing movie this summer, so from that point on, we're listing... One through ten as everything else, not Avengers Endgame. Hot take by Aaron. If, if people are wondering why, <laughs> you know, like I'm saying, oh, that's putting, the, putting himself out there on the ledge. Uh, there, uh, if somebody goes, oh, why did you say that was the best movie? I was like, it's the best movie of the summer, not named Avengers Endgame. Initial you know? initial box office predictions agree with you. This it's summer. slated. It's slated to have the biggest opening, bi- biggest weekend opening of all time. I hope it unseats Avatar. Me too. I hate Avatar. Me anyway, moving on. Marvel's End, uh, Avengers Endgame's uh, official release is April 26th, and nothing else to talk about. No other movies. Nobody is stupid enough to try to open on the same weekend as, as Endgame. It will <laughs> snap them out of existence. <laughs> so, moving on. Yes. <laughs> the next one uh, is coming out. The next big contender for a monster blockbuster would be Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Thoughts? It's Deadpool in a little yellow body. Pokemon's always had, like, it's got a loyal fan base. But I don't know if Pokemon people will like this movie. But wasn't Detective Pikachu an actual video game? I think it's an actual video game. I, I think it is, but I don't know if the kids who like Pokemon are ready for Ryan Reynolds to be talking. You're like a PG-13 or rated R... Yeah, Pokemon I, I'm just I'm just wondering if you know they they thought of Pikachu as a cute cuddly you know Pikachu thing that says Pika Pika Pikachu you know <laughs> but you know if he starts like talking shit about somebody's mom right like I'm not sure if the the people who like Pokemon are ready for that I'm not sure. So here's an interesting question then: Detective Pikachu's slated to come out May 10th, two weeks after Endgame's been in the box office. Mm-hmm. Do you think Detective Pikachu will unseat a two-week-old Endgame? No. You think it will still be number two? Yeah, distant second. Yeah. Do you think it will be a top ten summer movie? I listed it as the tenth, based off people liking Pikachu, you know, Detective Pikachu the game, or Pokemon, or whatever, and people who like Ryan Reynolds. Number ten. I'm not sure what the what you need to expect from it. You know, because some people will be like, oh, it's super kitty," or it's not, and there might be a lot of miswiring with that one. I think it's going to do well, but it's just got the, the bad positioning of being 
in the wake of this Endgame freaking tidal wave. Endgame has just so much heat coming through. Well, there's other shows that are coming out in the next two weeks. I mean, the third and the tenth, but nothing to me screams huge moneymaker. No, I mean, it's like a hustle, the hustle. and then a couple um, horror movies. So it's just niche genre stuff. Like La Llorona. Oh, I, I saw Ugly Dolls in the third and Tolkien on the tenth. Ugly Dolls, that's for like the little kids, so maybe that makes some money, but I don't think it makes it does damage. Okay, so let's move on to the following week. This is another big another big blockbuster coming out. John Wick 3, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Yeah, so I think this one will do numbers. Unfortunately, it's R-rated, so that kind of puts a damper on how much it makes and, and the fact that it's 3, so maybe people haven't seen 1 or 2. I haven't until last week. I and mean, it's a good show. I mean, I mean it's, it is it's, what it is. It's very. It's it's not trying to pretend to be anything. It just yeah. it's just action and killing people. Hopefully, but hopefully another dog does not die. I saw a trailer or a sneak peek, and his pit bull puppies all grown up and following him around. Good. Hopefully, it doesn't die. If it dies, then yes, I hope John Wick kills everyone. So <laughs> I think that'll be the ninth highest grossing. Oh, of the summer. Be okay, so it's going to be better than Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu. definitely. Okay. Then we get the following week, and then another one of these real-life Disney reboots, Aladdin. I don't know about this movie. <laughs> the jury was out on uh, Will Smith being blue. They didn't like that. They didn't um, like him being blue or in his regular skin tone. <laughs> I think they like him a little bit better in his normal skin tone. I think it'll do the eighth best this summer because people do like Aladdin. If they're going to sing all the same songs again, if they don't sing A Whole New World, then that's junk. That's that's like prom I mean, time. Dude, have, you, have you ever had an urge to watch any of this reality reboots? I did not like the cartoon version, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to like this one even less. So This, is not, this is not in my like, demographic. Like, I mean, they have like... They already did Never Beauty and the Beast. Never they, saw it. they did uh, Lion King. Not yet. No, no, no. Jungle Book. Jungle yeah, Book. didn't see it either. Okay. No, I, I'm one of those people that didn't see the cartoon, and I'm like, why start with the live action? Right. I think it's going to do numbers number eight, just because some people our age like the cartoon, and then their kids will like it if they sing songs. Okay, so we're wrapping up May with Godzilla, King of Monsters. I kind of want to watch this. It looks like they just kind of in finally embraced the idea of a, a monster movie. Old Japanese style monster movies. Yeah. They didn't stop with one or two of his enemies. They like brought all the guns out, right? Well, I, I, this, is their, this is their friggin' Hail Mary because the other Godzilla movies were, were crap. Well, I think they're still trying to put together their universe, right? Their giant are they gonna monster do, universe. Are they going to do a universe with this? Yeah, and this universe also includes Pacific Rim. Oh, FYI. so it's all kaiju shit? That's what I've heard before, that they were connected. Maybe they're loosely connected, but we'll see. This looks pretty interesting. They're going to bring back Ken Watanabe to say, let them fight. It appeals to the kid in all of us, I think, number six this summer. Okay, we're moving up the ladder yep. as, as we're going through. Yep. Okay, then we got a couple of two different, totally different types of movies in the following week. Oh, you For- forgot Rocket Man from May 31st, the Elton John biopic. I'm not saying it's going to do numbers. It'll do some damage, especially off the heels of Bohemian Rhapsody. People like these 
biopics. Elton John, iconic. I'm not saying top ten, but it'll do. Okay. It'll be it'll be a nice change of pace from Godzilla. Do you think uh, the the influence of Endgame will still be being will still be being felt? Towards the end of May. I think there'll be some people who still watch it again and again. The big tentpole movie is... Will be Endgame until June 7th where people hope that X-Men Dark Phoenix becomes the tentpole, which it probably won't be. We have X-Men Dark Phoenix and Secret Life of Pets 2. Dark Phoenix. The people that have watched it, they said it sucks already. I think this is going to fail miserably. Well, I'm pretty sure they're going to put the kibosh on X-Men, put the hard reboot on it, and then repackage that sucker in about two years. Yeah, so um, I know they've been like they've been refilming and refilming and refilming, and it's been delayed, 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 delayed. This movie was supposed to come out last year. You know what? It doesn't make my top ten. The only thing that will probably make it redeeming is like at the end... Like something happens apocalyptically where it's just, you know, basically something that will burn the whole thing to the ground and say it's like, we are now in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> that would be the only thing. Like if, if you saw like Captain America show up or something, that would be the only redeeming quality probably for this X-Men movie. Yeah. But aside from that, no. Um, Secret Life of Pets, I didn't see the first one. So I don't know how good there's it a is. Lot, there's a, the first Secret Life of Pets did pretty okay. I don't know if it'll make top 10. There's just, I mean, like, every year we talk about it's like, oh my god, this lineup's stacked. Oh my god, this lineup's stacked. This year's lineup is kind of stacked, but it's very top-heavy. A lot of the top movies are just going to be sucking up all the revenue for everybody else. So let's move on. Following weekend is Men in Black International. Think there's life left in this franchise? With Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Hell yeah. Number five in the summer. And isn't that Valkyrie or something? Yes. So you got... You got you got Thor and Valkyrie in Men in Black. Yeah, as a pair, they're pretty charismatic. <laughs> they've they've done a couple movies already with each other. So. If if they can grasp the similar appeal that Will Smith had with Men in Black, I I think this is a hit right here. They can with the reboot. Yeah, I think it's not. I don't know if it's even a reboot. It's kind of like a soft reboot because uh, they they acknowledge the fact that Will Smith is was in it. It's a a sequel that doesn't include the originals. Yeah. It's an expansion. That's what it is. And we have Shaft. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) Nick Fury loses the eye patch. Yeah. And he doesn't have superpowers. Or doesn't have superheroes. Yeah, he he can't call anybody else. He calls his son. I think that's what... It's about Shaft Jr. But the general audience... There's a TV show that was done in the early 80s, late 70s? 60s, 70s, blaxploitation, Jackie Brown, that type of thing. Yeah. Not our demographic, we'll say. Yeah, but that? I mean, like, somebody there, thought somebody thought there is a niche for this, but... Remember when we talked about Hellboy, the third incarnation of Hellboy, which is doing pretty horribly right now. Yeah. In the same vein, somebody likes Hellboy, somebody likes Shaft. I mean... Well, I heard the reviews are just terrible. This movie, They said the, the Hellboy movie was just god-awful. It's been given so many opportunities, and it's failed, despite the fact David Harbour is kind of like a... A talent right now, and, and Mia Jovovich as the bad guy. Yeah, so Shaft, Samuel L. Jackson. People watch it for the star power. I think they're trying to give a role to Samuel L. Jackson that fits him perfectly, and this the character John Shaft is that role. It's like Glass would probably because like isn't like Samuel L. Jackson like seven years old already at this point? Sixty, yeah. This is the the passing of the torch to his son. That's right. 
That's, this is what that's about, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Speaking about reboots, in the following week, Child's Play. I don't remember ever seeing one of these movies in its entirety. I have. The first Child's Play was pretty much pretty much following the same stereotype of the creepy doll. Why do people sell these dolls for kids? Because it's goddamn creepy. Who's the voice, though? It's somebody familiar. It's somebody known. Mark Hamill. There you go. Hey. That's Skywalker. Or the voice of the Joker, right? The so Joker. Creepy, creepy voice. Maybe I'm not gonna go out on him and say it's gonna be good. And then uh, this is probably the next one is probably the uh, the contender for probably one of the the, the top uh, children's movie of the summer, Pixar's Toy Story Four. Uh, not just the top children's movie. I'm going. It's the top non Endgame movie of the summer. Ooh. People love this Buzz Lightyear, yeah. Woody. The other potato but head. Do you, do you see like the hype? I mean, do you, have you noticed like the if the hype was just as hot as for this one as it was Toy Story three? But this is the is this the end? This has to be the end, right? Well, everybody right. thought three was the end. All right. Well, I I don't think I've ever sat down and watched any Toy Story. Well, I mean, so. like I watch because I watched the trailer. It seems very recycled at this point. It's the the premise is still the same. It's like the child is outgrowing the toys. Uh, outgrowing the toys, yeah, yeah, gets neglected or gets gets thrown away or gets discovered like neglected toy, blah blah blah. And all but the people that like the first Toy Story are either grown or they they might have very young children too, so they have fond memories of Toy Story or they're in their teenagers, so they they'll have. This is a huge Disney Pixar following kind of thing, so I'm, I'm sure. But the shine is starting to fade on the Pixar movies too, right? It is, but it's Toy Story. Why would Disney make a fourth one if it was dying? Well, it's either to reboot or to even if it was dying, even if it was on the downward slope, this thing, this movie will make money. Yeah, because of nostalgia, because of the fact that you know people will be tired of watching. Action, action, action. Mm. Toy Story is the nice change-up to all of it, right? Mm. Kind of like the happy kids show. And plus, if kids like it, kids will watch it over and over again and tell mommy and daddy. And that's not just one ticket. Now it's like two or three, so... Following week is my fear for the number one horror for the summer, I think, is Annabelle Comes Home. Long-running series. And of course, everybody loves creepy doll. I mean, it's a whole... Back to the whole creepy doll genre. Mm. So moving on to July... Oh, you forgot yesterday. I think that might be like a little money-making comedy. Something something completely different, especially if people are attracted to Rocket Man. I think people will like yesterday as, as a kind of a interesting change-up. Essentially, the premise is a guy taking all the Beatles songs because the Beatles never existed. Well, yeah, so I think basically it's a it's a what-if movie, right? And it, you got to think the Beatles that love in Vegas does numbers, right? Yeah. People like Beatles. People love the Beatles, so I'm not saying it cracks the top ten, but I think it it gets pretty fun. Okay, we're moving over to the Fourth of July week, which is usually a heavy uh, movie movie week. All the other studios kind of dodge that week because Spider Man Far From Home comes into the theaters. I don't see any other people trying to co- even try to contend on that week. No. <laughs> number number two this summer. <laughs> number number two. two. Oh, so. Uh, Toy Story will beat. Okay. That's something. I'm just gonna go that far. Well, Homecoming did really, really, really well. Yeah. Spider Man seems to have gotten a resurgence ever since Marvel started taking over the franchise. Yeah. No, uh, I, I'm, I'm not saying Spider Man won't be good. I, I just think that 
Toy Story because the kids, mm. all that kind of stuff. But and I wonder if there's going to be a little bit of Marvel fatigue from Endgame. I think the fatigue is negated by the fact by like the chronics who want to watch it two or three times too. So okay. those those kind of start averaging out eventually. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Um, anyone you want to talk about for the July 12th weekend? Um. I say that those two shows are 21 just... 21 Bridges. 21 Bridges and Stuber. Yeah, Stuber, Crawl. Um, I just... The Stuber seems kind of funny because it's just Kumal Nanjiani and but David Batista. I think Nanjiani's a Uber driver and he's driving around a detective the whole time. So it could be funny. Because uh, Dave Batista looks... Very inconspicuous. Yeah, and then Twenty One Bridges seems like maybe one of those like I thought I thought that Mile Twenty Two was supposed to do numbers, but they said that show sucked, like yeah. from last year. But this one has Chadwick Boseman. People like Chadwick Boseman. Just seemed pretty interesting. This it looks. You see these these crime drama, these crime police drama action movies. It seems to not be the right niche right now. So it's not. Yeah. The, those genres don't seem to be doing numbers. Yeah. It's a show that's probably like a change of pace if people yeah. want to watch it, but... I mean, this is like... This will be more like of a diehard type of movie, right? Yeah. I think it's more suspense because... Suspense, it, yeah. Because they're trying to figure out who's the mole and all this kind of stuff, yeah. so... But those are the... Those types of movies... For a time, those used to lead the box office, but not in this... Not in this superhero animated and all... Like, CG animated, like... Well, I think for those times, it used to leave the box office because it was guys like De Niro and Pacino, right? Oh. It was like those, the heavy, the heavy, the heavy actors, actors like, yeah. you know, and it was a Scorsese film or something. This is not like, you know, the, the, this is like the next generation. So yeah. people, people haven't caught on to who's the next Scorsese to make gritty, you know, Sicario, like people like Sicario, right? Yeah. But. I never saw it. I don't know if you saw it. No, but, but just I, those kind of grittier. Yeah, but I mean, it does it does decent numbers, but it never you never see them on the on the top of the. Yeah, well, it's, it, it might not do numbers, but it might win some awards for acting. You know that kind of thing. It'll pay. I mean, like these things are usually a lower budget, so it'll make its money back. Yeah, I think I think it, like in terms of money wise, it'll be successful. Yeah. And then uh, the second of these reality Disney reboots comes out. Uh, Lion King. Yeah. Uh, like I got a, I got a heavy dose of that trailer in the in the Endgame uh, movie. Yeah, I'm I'm saying number four for the summer. Kind of along the lines of what, Aladdin. What does better, Aladdin or or Lion King? Lion King. Okay. More for the fact you, the kids are out. Kids are out of school. Um, yeah, and and I think people like the Lion King more. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And we just saw it with uh, Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do, we, do, do we already see a live action <laughs> Lion King called Black Panther? Anyway, so okay. I'm sure it'll do its numbers. It'll do a lot of damage. Okay, so um, following week. You want to talk about... Uh, I got The Boy and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know what The Boy's about, but I put down Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Quentin Tarantino, he makes like one movie every couple years. Hateful Eight, that kind of thing. I did yeah. Once, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Once Upon a Time, yeah. 
No, no, that was that a Robert Rodriguez? Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, thought was a, I thought it was a. I thought. Oh, maybe it's a Quentin Tarantino produced. They're they're bros. Yeah, yeah. Remember, they're they're, they're boys. So, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm not sure what it's about, but it's star-studded cast, right? Brad Pitt's in it. All, all Quentin's calling in all cars again. I, I put it as number seven, but really, I people just it, it might be you know like with the saturation rate of. Too many cartoon movies, too many live action. Yeah. You know, like it's just something different. This one, this one might be a slow burn. I think in terms of like, I don't think it's do it's gonna make crazy box office opening weekend numbers, but it'll be a steady. If it's a good show, it has some yeah. staying power. Yeah, yeah, it'll have staying power. I think it's gonna you're gonna get the loyal or the, the the Quentin Tarantino fans watch it the first weekend, and then word of mouth says like how awesome yeah. this movie is, and people are gonna watch yeah. it. At this point, I mean, like they're not. There's not a lot of competition. The biggest competition is Lion King, which I don't know what you call yeah. it much of. A, like f- Spider-Man will be like a month out already. Because because maybe guy adults will just want to see an adult movie. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Palate cleansing kind of movie. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the blockbuster following week, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Yes, a live action remake of a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that smells I, familiar I, all over. <laughs> hey, you this know might what? be the first. This might be the first bomb of the summer. See, but or it could be really good because, or this could be the start of a young Indiana Jones franchise type thing. You don't. Really? Like, I don't. I, Will the monkey be in it? I don't know. <laughs> if Dora's like super smoking hot, ew. I don't how it, well see they had because they have Dora like as a grown like as a teenager with a bare midriff cut off. In I didn't shorts. see that. I yeah, didn't, I didn't watch a trailer for that. No, no, that that's like what they've turned the cartoon into. Like she's grown up. Oh, what? Yeah, so like she's she's changed, and so hey, you never like like Spy Kids. That kind of did numbers, Spy Kids, right? If you don't remember. Okay. So I'm not saying Dora. I mean, but. It could it could hit that young adult genre, you know, like in between. In well, between. they got the girl from Transformers uh, last night. Oh, I was like Haley Seinfeld. No, Isabella Moner. Oh, the the she Hispanic looking, right? Hopefully. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully she's dark, not like some. No, she's Hispanic. Ah, I'm not. She she was she's not a high un- schooler. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, but it, it could fill the need between Indiana Jones and Tomb Raider. It could be that. It could be horrible, like you said. I don't know. I don't know. I smell... I, oh, boy. This... This... It's a lot of landmines in this. <laughs> I'm not saying it, it won't be, but I'm saying this could be the start of do a you franchise. Think, do you think... Okay, so do you, do you think it'll make its money back? Yes. Okay. Yes. Swiper, no swiping. Oh, Swiper, no... I hope they have that. Oh, God. That'd be awesome. Punch myself in the dick if that happened. I'm going high. I'm going <laughs> high. Oh, my God. Swiper's in it. I don't even know what that means. Okay, so this is going to be an interesting weekend. The following weekend, we got Hobbs and Shaw. Yes. And The New Mutants. So one of these, I believe, will be the third highest... Rated movie of the year, and the other one, we've got a. Doesn't it have like a 
a a uh, newly uh, skin showing Maisie Williams. Not better. <laughs> this Fast and Furious, it looks pretty good. It looks really awesome. The chemistry looks good. I mean, like those two guys. It's to- what's well, chemistry plus they're doing like the whole family thing as they always do, and they're going. Polynesian family, so that's kind of funny. Yeah, so like they sprinkle some more W. It was like we don't have enough WWE car- uh, wrestlers in this movie, so yeah. they brought Roman Reigns in and shit. Yeah. I wonder if they're gonna bring the rest of the family. Because that's all like all those poly- all those Samoan wrestlers. Mm. They're all part of like Rock's like family. Mm. Which hey, hey, Rock is making that cash, boy. So. Yeah, well, might as well like share the wealth, I guess. Well, well, we learned between last year and this year when when I was saying the rock was oversaturated, the rock pulled back a little bit, right? Oh yeah, saving up Hobbs and Shaw. We're looking for it. It's a not for stupid skyscraper, Baywatch, uh, what was the other Rampage? I mean, right? That was a lot of bullshit movies. This well, he's been busy in the producing as he's been doing all those TV shows, right? Yeah, but but in terms of this movie, he. Fast and Furious because he oh no but he did that other one that wrestling that that wrestling movie which was a that was a that was only small though that was, was a big, a part. Part, big yeah. part I heard that movie's really good I gotta watch he, that yeah but it was a good movie but it's a bit role right yeah. so with the Rock and Hobbs and Shaw he's taking over the franchise yeah that's kind of nuts right I mean we thought well, those... you you find that like he seems to do well in the more comedic action movies mm-hmm. like he was great in uh, Jumanji. Yeah, which they're making another one. Yeah, and uh, the the one the ones that he's done with Kevin Hart has done decent. Central Intelligence, I think. Oh, yeah. And then, well, yeah, basically Jumanji and Central Intelligence, right? Yeah. The Kevin Hart ones. So those action comedies, the action comedy kind of combination. Yeah. Like straight up action doesn't see something doesn't seem to be his niche. Well, he's he's more than that. That's why he is a funny dude. Yeah, like, so in terms like of Hemsworth, maybe, right? Yeah, like maybe, he, maybe people don't take him seriously enough when he tries to do the straight-up, intense action. He lightens up the mood, too, right? I mean, I, I mean, not to well, say that, like... It, he comes through a lot better in, in those roles where he does, like, a little bit of humor because he... he a little more has, nuanced, yeah. Yeah, he has that... Well, he has charisma, so it's beyond charisma, yeah. it's beyond just the violence, right? The, I mean, the New Mutants, the one that you're predicting to feel really, really bad... Has a little bit of interest for me because I want to see if a superhero, like a a Marvel franchise, can be a horror movie. But this might be first time, last time that you see. Yeah, it will be interesting to see if if it works. But this again, this was a Fox product. Yeah, and they have not had the best record with handling the X Men franchise. Yeah, so not a lot of hope for that. Uh, August ninth. Artemis Fowl, Brian Banks, The Kitchen, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and then uh, following week, August 14th, Angry Birds Movie 2. Who the fuck wanted to watch this? Wanted a sequel to this? The millions and millions of people who like playing Angry Birds? People still play? Don't they have like Angry Birds Star Wars, Angry Birds... When's the last time you've seen somebody playing Angry Birds on their phone anymore? Angry Birds Rio was that or was Rio was just its own show? Yeah, it was a Rio, but they yeah. So it's kind of interesting. The um, this year's summer movie lineup comes out white hot and kind of ends with a fizzle. Maybe House and Shaw was the only like House and Shaw is like the only one that's kind of standing by itself 
at the tail end of the summer movie, the way everything is scheduled and listed, a lot of these summer movie guys will pull as far away from Endgame as possible. I think the the road is paved for Endgame to go into... Spider-Man. Toy Story, Spider-Man, and that's it. Like, those are the three... Heavy hitters, and then we're waiting till Christmas for... Well, they sprinkle their live-action reboots in between that, too. Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, for me, I don't care about those that much. I'm not going to see your, them. Okay, so uh, how many in your top ten, including Endgame, are Disney franchises? Endgame, Aladdin, Toy Story, Spider-Man, Four. Lion King... Five of the eleven. Five of the eleven. 50%. That's actually amazingly low. When I looked at last year's, two-thirds of... Two-thirds of of the the top boxes, box office winners were Disney franchises. Yeah. More than half. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure we're... I'm not taking into account some shows, I'm sure. But then again, like, Disney kind of, like, jumped the gun in terms of, like, their, their movie lineup. They went kind of... They went early... Like, another one of their big hitters was Captain Marvel, which started in, like, beginning of April. March. Or late March. Was it end of March? Mid-March. Mid-March. Yeah. So, like, nobody really talks about, like, spring movies. They're putting out one one solid movie, one big movie a month throughout the year. Mm. But I'm sure they're also thinking about doing their TV streaming, right? I don't know when that goes live. That goes live soon. Fall. They're saying mid to late fall. That's right. They're, what they're doing is, okay, they're going to release The Mandalorian, and then when The Mandalorian ends, that's when Star Wars comes out. So they're they're biding their time. If you're thinking they're not going to make their money, they're making their money hand over fist. So I'm not... Oh, no, they don't even... They don't yeah. even they're making money... They're printing money at this point, yeah, so... They, they, own, they own the box office, yeah. but... Uh, and, I'm, and we're not... And I forget if even, like, a Miramax or whatever is owned by Disney, so, I mean, maybe even Quentin Tarantino's movie is a Disney movie, you know what I mean? Well, they're doing, like... I mean, now they have, like, all these different studios, so they're... they're yeah. Even for, like, since uh, Disney acquired Fox, they're going to keep that studio intact for, like, m- their more... Edgy darker, stuff. darker, edgier stuff yeah. like Deadpool because they don't want the Mickey. They want they don't want the castle showing up in front of a yeah. Deadpool movie. No, but that's what they did with like Mir- when they when they bought Miramax. All like the Kevin Smith movies are all separate, right? Yeah. So they're gonna make their money. It's just how repackaged, whatever, right? How Anheuser Busch buys micro brews and labels them accordingly, right? They're yeah. still making money in Bev or whatever. So yeah. Disney, Disney is the the large, eared shadow surrounding, you know, the entire movie. Okay, like, Endgame was... Endgame's gonna break freaking records. Yes. All hopefully, it. hopefully it breaks avatars. You can stop talking about that stupid movie already. Yes, I'm um, gonna put it away. Yeah, well, until the next four or five, six, seven movies that they're planning for that thing. You know what? But Avatar's not that good! I'm like to hope that people are gonna be like. Well, I think they have four in the. They're they're gonna. There's four in the pipe. Well, two are, two are being made, right? Yeah, so. but there's like two more like that's planned after that. If they think Star Wars after the episode they're, they're, six was they're, bad, they're, I think they're gonna be. They're gonna. They're going past trilogy. I think they're going quadrilogy <laughs> yeah. or pentri. I don't pen, know. Pentrilogy. I don't know what they call. Yeah. But anyway, um. The six trilogy. Uh, five too much. Overall, the. Do you think where would you like how how big of a summer movie 
uh, lineup this year is. Mm. If you take out Endgame, there's maybe Toy Story 4 and Hobbs and Shaw, the most anticipated movies. And Spider-Man. So the, well, Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. So those four, I mean, one one a month. Yeah, but Solid. I mean, like, we've had other summers where there it was more blockbuster lineup, kind of like every other week there was a something, something, some big budget movies. Mm. Well, some, some years had more Star Wars in it. Some years had more Marvel in it. It seems like Marvel is starting to pull away from the summer, let other franchises have a go at it, and then they just own the other... Because they, they've pretty much, they've pretty much proven the fact that it doesn't have to be a summer movie for us for people to to take people's money. They could put it anywhere. They put movies in the middle of. They put a friggin' Black Panther movie on February where it's supposed to be like mm. where romantic movies and couple shit. You know, like it's supposed to dominate that that stuff. And Black Panther came and killed it. Disney will feature whatever they need to feature, right, to maximize their. Earning potential, so yeah, it doesn't seem like they really care about movie seasons anymore. They, they just kind of they care enough to know like they can make more money slotting it here versus there. So they they have their algorithms algorithms for it. So they, they're not worried, especially like like they're saying like with the Disney streaming service, they're saying like the Mandalorian and all that kind of stuff. Where because mm. people are still gonna be talking about the Mandalorian and then what's gonna happen? Episode nine, right? And so. People, people are having high hopes for The Mandalorian, all the streaming services. They can kind of hope that the final episode 9 ends on a high note where they can put it to sleep for a couple of years, you're saying, right? And then they can reboot it and then have... And people have short-term memories like, we hated episode 7. And then they're like, oh my god, episode 10 is happening, you know? Hair on fire, you know, that kind of thing, so... Well, I know this is not a, a summer movie, but mm-hmm. we have two gigantic franchises, Disney-owned franchises, mm-hmm. wrapping up gigantic storylines. So we have Endgame, of course, mm-hmm. wrapping up 11 years of and 21 movies of Marvel Cinematic of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. and we have Episode Nine of the trilogy of trilogies for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So like a uh, a franchise that spanned forty over forty years. Yep. Nine major movies, nine major movies, like half a dozen, uh, a few spin-offs, mm-hmm. a shit ton of TV shows, mm-hmm. merchandise, and everything. Do you think Endgame beats out Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, it, it beats it out. But it might get close, depending how good that episode nine is. Oh, you seen you seen the, the the trailer? Not really showing you much though. Yeah, this one probably needs more hype. You think that one? This one needs more. You think for Rise of Skywalker because like because of the performance of the last couple movies, this one probably needs more like uh, push in terms of like trying to build hype. I think it needs less. You, you need you need the less is more at this point, I think, for Star Wars because okay. it's already a known commodity. And I don't know about you. Well, what is your opinion on the title of the show, The, the Rise? Rise of Skywalker? Uh huh. Like, uh, what do you think that means? I would say that means it's like there's another Skywalker besides Ben Solo. No, I you're wrong. You know what it is? Skywalker is the next. It, it's the next iteration of a Jedi. 
bang, that's what it is. The end. That's what I think. You're thinking. You're thinking very linearly. I think Ryan Johnson put us into that framework where all the importance of the Skywalker legacy. It's important, but because because Luke was so morally almost gray at some point that he's his own type of Jedi, which will be now considered a Skywalker. So you think you think it's going to be the Skywalker century? No. The next in the line of people, like Jedi Sith, is a Skywalker. It described like a firefighter is a Skywalker. So it's going to be the end of Jedi and... Jedi Sith. Sith. That's that's what I'm saying is the rise of Skywalker because there's only one Skywalker left, right? Yeah. And that's Ben. Do you think Ben is going to turn on the Emperor? Where to which we're like, where the hell did the Emperor come from? Because he can't still be alive in the Death Star. I don't know. Because he got thrown down the shaft. Well, I know they were. I know they went back to the Death Star. Yeah. So that's why, like, at the end of the the commercial, there was the cackle, right? The yeah. Emperor Palpatine's cackle. Well, they show the picture of them looking over to looking yeah. at the horizon. You see the 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 debris of of the Death Star. Yeah. So I wonder if they're back in Endor. That's what's interesting, like. Well, we never saw. We only saw the the, the, ruins. the forest. The well, the forest of Endor, right? We never saw the rest of Endor. <laughs> yeah. So in theory, so in theory, it's a be forest right. moon. It's supposed. Yeah. It's not even. It's not. It's it's a moon of a planet. Yeah. That's so maybe maybe that's the planet that Endor was. I don't know. But I think. But to me, I think it's the the rise of Skywalker and it being the. I think. I think there's a lot of people that got butt hurt from episode 8 like in terms of like whatever they expected Ryan Johnson didn't deliver to them so they're they're very a lot of people well, will need to be convinced that this is worth going back to watch well because Ryan Johnson not necessarily undid a lot of stuff but he really he kind of went in his own direction right versus JJ well he, yeah he made a he, he basically he basically M. Night Shyamalan the the the, the, the storyline a bit added a lot of twists. <laughs> Did he though? I mean, I mean, I guess he. For me, it opened up the the universe. Well, the, and I think I mean, that the was whole good. like the whole stuff about like when they had like what I don't know if it was the original storyline or something like that, but everybody thought it's like Ray had like what was the a importance lineage. of well yeah Ray what was Ray's lineage and it basically had the whole build up through the whole like a movie and one and a half movies and it's like. You know who are my parents? They're important, and all of a sudden, it's like now nah, your parents are shit. <laughs> You're <laughs> just abandoned. <laughs> but, it, but the way it's interesting because Kylo Ren can say her, sorry, and by dismissing her, just dismiss it. You know, like yeah, I mean, it's just the pale was like yeah, your parents are nothing. But that's yeah. like the ultimate twist, right? To think that because we're thinking that's well, why I say Kenobi's. It's it's Kenobi's like Skywalker. Yeah, but that's basically what he does. Yeah. It's like he put in a whole bunch of twists that nobody really wanted to hear. Well, they they wanted to make the the bloodline the important, something. right? The the Skywalker bloodline throughout the well, entire they're, thing. They're saying like a lot of like another. It's another thing that kind of like pe- fans of like Star Wars and stuff like that. One of their beliefs is like bloodlines matter and all that kind of stuff. You're part or of the, the chosen one, right? It's all it goes back to the chosen one, or chosen right? one, or like you know you're part of a great lineage of Jedi. You know you begot this person, begot this person, and then they kind of like basically threw that in the trash. It's the same idea of, like, in episode one, they found, like, little microscopic things. Yeah, yeah midichlorians. Before, it's like, what? No, no, there's no fucking... 
<laughs> you know, that just kind of just like you basically just trashed whatever fan like fan beliefs, whatever, and then you. Ex- they're not gonna accept it, or they're not gonna be happy about it. Would, would you want Kylo Ren to turn to the good side from this point on? Would you want Rey to become the Emperor Incarnate from this point on? Okay, because that could be the twist there too, right? Because well, this is not a Ryan Johnson movie anymore. Keeping in lines with whatever is happening, right? Essentially, if it's the rise of Skywalker. It could be Kylo going good, but then you needed evil, right? And now they're talking about the Emperor inhabiting whatever in objects or whatever, or Ugh. you know all that kind of stuff. Which they said is semi canon, but they yeah. said it's semi canon, right? And then well, I mean, so there, there's Force ghosts. I mean, yeah. So they so they're saying possibly that Ray was the embodiment of. The Emperor, the well, like how midichlorians like immaculate conception that she. She was sold by whoever as a nothing because yeah. that wasn't your family, but she was just immaculate, oh cons- immaculately conceived. I didn't, yeah, I don't. I didn't like that idea either about like immaculate conception. When it says like when, when they said like the midi Koreans birthed Anakin Skywalker, yeah. like some some things seem too far fetched. Yeah, something I so I didn't like the idea. I like when like I think I think when um, Star Wars like. Star Wars kind of jumped the shark for me is like when they became too they got too deep well I think just like how the Matrix started eating itself trying yeah, yeah. to believe its own philosophies well, they try to, yeah right? they tried to increase the complexity of their yeah. of their world and that's maybe it, and maybe Star Wars is like that yeah, too that's when I started to punch out because like the first the, what made the original trilogies really entertaining was it was not that difficult to follow like what's it's going pretty on. linear it's yeah. pretty linear and it's like what it is it's a war among the stars yeah. it's like the good guy versus the bad guy there's a rebellion because we got over oppressive like empire and we're trying to fight them fight the bad mm-hmm. guy and yeah. then I mean it's like there's no galactic senate mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no political intrigue mm-hmm. there's no <laughs> Well, see, but, but, but they added, they tried to add that, right, essentially, yeah, with one, tried, two, and three. Yeah, when they and added people were like, it was like, no, no, no just, just shoot people, just, just yeah. go punch. One lightsabers. Like, yeah, just punch, punch, fighty, fighty. Yeah. <laughs> see, I mean, but the worst part was, like, we want lightsaber fighting. It's like, but you killed everybody else but two people off that can fight with lightsabers, right? Yeah, so... so. Uh, but anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. This is the summer movie preview. Well, we, we'll, we'll bring that up in December when we see Star Wars. Oh man, it's like it's gonna there's gonna be some straight fire coming. But I think I, I, my 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 guess, I don't know. I, do you think it'll my, be hard? It'll, um, it'll be hard to beat the satisfaction I got from Endgame. Yeah. In terms of like wrapping up a. Wrapping up a uh, it's a clean franchise like like we're saying the Endgame is a clean ending for yeah, that generation. If you want to know more about it, just check out our spoiler cast. Yeah. But like in terms of like wrapping up uh, wrapping up a franchise, it's going to be hard to beat Endgame. Because I don't think I don't think this Star Wars will. It, I don't think it's possible for it to just wrap up, unless they literally kill off everybody. The end. No bloodline. Well, yeah. I mean, like the um, the the. The way that they'll wrap up their franchise is basically the, like it goes back to the idea of the 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 major movies, so the trilogy of trilogies, 
always was always about the Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about the war and the rebellion and the alliance and the change of powers and stuff. It was about a family lineage. Well, see, but it, it but if you if you're going like that, is we start middle death. And right, I mean that—that's the only way. If Kylo Ren dies, that means the end of Skywalkers, right? I mean yeah. that literally. But, that, they, but they, yeah, it but bookends. they changed they, when they when they dropped the name Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, uh, okay, right? I mean, which which I mean now it's like, okay, how is that going to happen, right? Yeah. So that, that's so, why I think that's why I think it's a people and not a person. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a job description, not a person. <laughs> That's weird. It's like I think I think they kind of did that as a kind of a smokescreen of like the story. Well, I mean, I, I think it's she, such a weird, such a weird title for a Star Wars movie. Well, it was Revenge, Return. Well, rise. it's like well, it goes it goes in terms of weird names. It goes in terms of Star Wars title names. It's about as weird as Phantom Menace. Mm. Like when you said Episode One, the Phantom Menace is like what the fuck do you mean the Phantom mm. Menace? Well, no, but if you think about the the thirds and the trilogies, it's revenge, return. Well, you talking about trilogy, yeah. But I mean, like they kind of changed it on like on on um, episode eight, right? It's mm-hmm. like the uh, the last Jedi, the last Jedi, right? And then the it was Attack of the Clones, Attack of the Clones, Empire Strikes Back, Empire Strikes Back. So it's like Phantom, or they go trilogy or trilogy. So you go Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and then. Revenge of the Sith, right? And then New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Then we have Force Awakens, and then The Last Jedi, which is kind of... I found it very close to Return of the Jedi. It's like, okay. There's a Rise of the Jedi. It's like, I mean, The Last Jedi, and then Rise of Skywalker. Which is a return, right? Yeah, but it's very... Like... The other titles were supposed to be pretty broad in terms of like the whole thing, Phantom. And but these are very specific, right? But this I mean, one's very specific. It's like about Skywalker. Yeah. Awakens. Dead. Uh, That's it for the summer movie previews. See you guys at the movies. See you next time. Bye.